When we talk about the human body, there's only a select few systems that actually integrate and intertwine in every single aspect of the body, where if you looked at that system, you would get an accurate depiction as what the human body is shaped like. And those select few systems are your nervous system, because your nervous system pretty much goes and branches out into all the different areas of our body. Along with that, your circulatory system to get blood flow everywhere. And the last system is your fascial system. Your fascial system encompasses every single aspect of your body. It's around all of your tissues, your organs, your bones. It's connected to everything, even to your skin. And your fascial system is something that will give a clear depiction as to the entire shape of your body. And that's what today's episode is about. All about the basics of the fascial system, what fascia actually is, and how this will help you to elevate your performance. Stay tuned to this one. Welcome to the HNL Movement Podcast, where everything is geared to leveling up your performance in activities, sports, and life. Join me in my professional journey as I share my knowledge and experiences while also learning from professionals, colleagues, clients, and you with one goal in mind, how to optimize human performance. This is the right place to learn how a multidimensional approach will sustain the performance and lifestyle you desire. Welcome back everyone to the HNL Movement Podcast. All of the new listeners out there, thank you for joining me. You're in the right place. We talk about all of these different concepts, have great guest interviews here that really help you to optimize your performance. All of the returning listeners, thank you again for joining me for another episode. And for everyone out there, if you haven't heard some of the previous library of episodes, go ahead and check that out on all of your favorite podcasting platforms or on my website at hnlmovement.com slash podcasts. And as always, if you like some of these episodes, please help me share it with family, friends, and go to Apple Podcasts and rate the podcast five stars and also leave a helpful review to help others find the podcast as well. There's a lot of things that I want to jam into today's episode, so let's jump straight into it. And it's all about fascia. And fascia, I can honestly say throughout my entire career from when I was a student and learning about athletic training, fascia has always been something that a lot of new research has been uncovering a lot of information about fascia. And I can say that I've learned a ton over the past decade. But with that, at the same time, we still don't know much about the fascia, what it actually does, how it works, how it functions. There's still so much more that we have to learn. Yet at the same time, you can see that fascia, a lot of people know or have heard the word fascia, especially when it comes to injuries, strength and conditioning, performance training. There's a lot of things that tell us that we should pay attention to the fascia. So I wanted to explain that in a simple episode today. And let's first start off by what is fascia. So as I mentioned in the intro, fascia is a form of connective tissue. And it really spans and goes around every single organ and tissue in our body. It's all around our bones, our muscles, our nervous system, our arteries, our veins. Everything in the body is encased by this continuous layer of fascia. And the one unique thing is this is a continuous sheath that's encompassing all of these tissues. It's not in sections. There's no start and end to it. It really is one continuous sheath. 
So a lot of the articles that I read and even books that I read, here's a actual definition of what fascia is. So it's a three-dimensional continuum of soft collagen containing loose and dense fibrous connective tissue. Loose and dense fibrous connective tissue that permeates the body and enables all body systems to operate in an integrated manner. Fascia can also store a lot of information and it communicates with all the cells around it. It communicates with pressure, tension, compression. And even now it's known that the fascia contains a lot of nerve endings that will affect the tissues around it, but it also will provide a lot of information back to your brain with what is actually going on locally so that your brain can make sense of this and we can coordinate some type of response in the body. So that is briefly what fascia is. And there's a large variation of the thickness of fascia, how it is in different areas of the body. You know, the fascia around smaller muscles is definitely different than the fascia that makes up your IT band on the outside of your thigh. So there's a lot of variations, but the one thing to get from here is that the fascia is one continuous web all throughout your body. So now why is this important? So fascial tissue, it does create some type of homeostasis or balance between all of the cellular components, the extracellular matrix, all of the tissues in that area. And it is regulating a lot of processes that even to this day, we're still learning about. Some of the things that it helps to regulate is tissue function, organ function, of course, growth, regeneration, and repair of tissues. And there are a lot of things that affect the fascia. Of course, mechanical stress, physical exercise, what we're doing, our injuries as well, aging, hydration, hormones, diseases, again, our injury history, all of these things will have some type of effect on our fascia. Now, the one thing when we talk about more performance and exercise and training is that excessive or prolonged loading over any tissue in our body, especially our fascia, can create some trauma, dysfunction, and can really impair the job that the fascia has to do in regulating all of these tissues in our body. And remember that fascia does have its hand in regulating the inflammatory process, repair and regeneration. So when chronic stress or excessive stress is placed on the fascia, this can create some pathological changes or changes that we don't want, aren't beneficial to the body. And these can in turn over time affect more than just that local area of the damage. It can become more systemic. It can create a chronic low level of inflammation throughout the body. It can create some adhesions. It can lead to muscle imbalances, dysfunctions, compensations, and lead to other problems up and down the kinetic chain. So there's a lot of implications with what can affect the fascia, both in a positive way and also in a negative and detrimental way. Now, way back when, when I was actually before grad school, my first experience or learning and reading about what the fascia actually is, how this works in the body, is the book Anatomy Trains by Thomas Myers. And it's a famous book that introduces the concept of not only fascia, but the concept that your body is built in these fascial lines. So it's pretty much a continuous line from your head to your toe of these line of pulls of tension in your body that really work together in an integrated fashion. And you have these various lines that have this same direction of this tensile force going throughout the body. For any of the athletic trainers, you know, manual therapists, strength and conditioning coaches, I recommend that this is a great book to get you introduced to some of the concepts of 
what the importance of fascia is and how we can actually assess, see what's going on, understand what the fascia is telling us. And for those of you watching on YouTube, I have my old beat up book right here. So it's the Anatomy Train second edition. I'm pretty sure that they have another one since then because this was in, I believe, 2009. But this book, again, it explained all of the basic information that we knew back then. And I'm sure there's tons and tons of more information that we're discovering every year about the fascia. One of the things that I want to point out from this Anatomy Trains book is it gives an interesting concept or analogy. Now your fascia, because it has that mechanical component, it responds to things like vibration. That's how it communicates. So it gives this example, if you step down and you misstep and you feel that vibration go all the way up your limb or up into your core, that is actually one way short term that the fascia can communicate. It can communicate through this mechanical tension or vibration to create some type of response in your body along with your other systems like your nervous system, your reflexes and all of that. But the interesting thing that it points out is that when it comes to compensation or the fascia adapting over a long period of time, your fascia actually takes very long to compensate and create these adaptations for what your body is going through. And what they mean by this is in a real life example, a lot of times when we get some tissue damage or injury, it affects not only that local area, but it starts to affect our fascia. It starts to create some compensation if it's not resolved completely. You may have some muscle weakness, muscle imbalances, which further create a change in your overall fascial system. And this happens over a long period of time. So the real life example here is that let's say you have some back pain that started and it's nothing really acute and just came on gradually, right? And if you think about it, you may have some weakness, some compensatory movements, your fascia may be exhibiting some signs of some tightness, some misalignment issues, right? And that really could have stemmed from maybe you had a knee injury a few years ago and you didn't even realize it, but you were compensating, you were moving in a way that changed your biomechanics, it created some fascial compensations, and it took maybe years to actually catch up to you and produce some symptoms as pain in your lower back. Now, if you backtrack a little further, maybe one ankle is weaker. You have in your lifetime sprained that ankle quite a few times. And that weakness from the ankle created some fascial compensations that maybe contributed to that knee injury. And now, years after that knee injury, it's tracing up to your back. And this is something that is not uncommon. I see it quite a bit is trying to understand how your body recovered after injuries? What types of compensations did you create? And also what alignment issues or fascial issues do you have that need to be addressed? Because again, it's a very slow progress when we talk about the fascial system compensating and creating these misalignment issues or creating inefficient movement patterns. And that's something to think of. It's to think how can I actually work on my fascia to restore proper alignment, to restore better movement, restore strength, and not let this cycle continue to spread throughout the body? So the point here is that whatever demands we put on our body, that could be either sitting at a desk for 50 hours a week 
or training for sports, whatever demands we place on our body, our body's going to adapt. And that's not only from a muscular standpoint, from an exercise phys standpoint, from a neuro standpoint, that's also from a fascial standpoint. And we have to remember that. The fascial system is one of those systems that are highly integrated into human movement. And there are certain things that I will touch on towards the tail end of this episode that we can really do to help to make sure that our fascial system is moving well, is working together with our activities, and also keeping us in better alignment. I think that's a key point in this episode. Now, one other example from this Anatomy Trains book that I want to mention is that it gives a good analogy of your muscles, your muscles typically, not everywhere in the body, but typically your muscles have a lot more elasticity, kind of like a rubber band. Like it has the ability to stretch and restore to normal resting length. And then your fascia, your fascia is not as elastic for the most part in most areas of the body. Your fascia does not like to respond to quick stretches, meaning that if you stretch your fascia super rapidly, a lot of times that's where we get some injury or damage to the fascia. And this could be anything from strains to tears to other type of fascial injuries. And we're just talking more about the tissue level. So I'm not saying that you cannot do fast movements, but it's just saying when your fascia does something that is beyond its threshold, your fascia doesn't have as much capability to be rapidly stretched beyond the length of your muscle. So in this way, Anatomy Trains kind of explains it as your fascia tends to be a little bit more plastic, meaning that it gets stretched and it kind of retains that length for a little while before it starts to adapt and return to its previous length. So it's more like a plastic bag. Think if you got like a grocery bag that's plastic, right? And you pulled it. If you pulled it to actually stretch it, the plastic doesn't just rebound like a rubber band. The plastic kind of stays like that. And that's what happens to your fascia in most areas of the body. So it responds in a different way, different level of elasticity than muscles typically. And because of this, there are a lot of different philosophies and theories that really focus on trying to get the fascia to support all of the tissues around it, to be very functional, to communicate with all of your tissues so that we can actually move better. Now, why this is an important concept is that when you have dysfunction in your fascia or you have some adhesion, scar tissues, you have fibrosis really forming in your fascia. That can be caused from excessive stress, from injuries, from starting to repair damaged tissues. And these tissues, for lack of a better term, they pretty much just get stuck. Your fascia should have movement, glide, your muscles can glide under it, your skin over it, your organs through movement. Your fascia is naturally moving in this continuous web. And it's trying to control some of the mechanical stress and tension in that area so that your body can do all of the things that you want it to do. But for lack of a better term, when we have some dysfunction and fibrosis in that area, it kind of gets stuck. And because of that, it has a chain reaction or a cascade of effects that can impact your nerves, impact your muscles, create some compression or tension where there usually isn't, which causes more compensation, can release or control inflammatory markers and cytokines that can again, expand to beyond that local tissue area and create more of this low level type of inflammation that affects your body on a bigger scale. So there's a lot of things that your fascia can inadvertently do or control 
that can create an impaired environment that affects your movement, that affects your training and all of this. Now, keep in mind, I mentioned this earlier too, is that we still don't know a lot about fascia. There are so many things as I read more articles and research, there are so many things that we don't know. We don't know all of the ways that it can interrupt organ function, tissues, or cellular functions. We don't know all of the biomechanical properties of what fascia actually does when you're doing movement or activities. And some of the things that we have a good estimate or that we believe is true now is that your fascial network is responsible for about maybe 10 to 15% of the forces that your muscle produces. And if you think about it, that's huge because if you're playing an explosive sport or doing something like weightlifting, if your fascial system contributes that much to strength, that's a significant amount, greater than what we thought before. So there's still a lot of uncertainty when it comes to what the fascial system is actually doing. So it's something that I anticipate tons of more research and new information coming out about fascia and it's all trying to get a better understanding with how is your fascial system really integrated into the body we understand that it's integrated but i think understanding all the intricacies the details that we really are just touching the tip of the iceberg when it comes to all of this information about fascia okay so that is enough about the overall what fascia is, why this is important, some of what it does. So I know everyone wants to know practically what do we need to know about fascia. And I want to start with, again, with anatomy trains. Some of the basic concepts are that we have these myofascial meridians or myofascial lines throughout the body. And there's quite a few. There's the back line, there's a superficial and deep front line, there's lateral lines, spiral lines, lines down your arm. And all of these things are saying that because this is a continuous line of tension throughout the body, sometimes areas that have more tension or maybe are more restricted, that can affect anywhere up and down that kinetic chain or that line of fascial pull. So for example, a simple one like plantar fasciitis, that's part of your superficial back line. It could be anywhere on your superficial back line. Could be up by your hamstrings, could be up by your erector spinae group, your back muscles. That if you have some type of tension, imbalance, restriction, adhesion, sometimes that can trace all the way down, down that line into your plantar fascia. And this is something that we just need to be aware of. Of course, there's local tissue issues that we need to take care of at your foot, if it's your foot. But to resolve the issue, it's going up and down the chain of the body and looking at these fascial lines. And for anatomy trains, this is just one of the philosophies and the books that I enjoyed reading to really open up my mind when it comes to what the fascia is actually doing. But there is so much information out there. I mean, concepts of Manual therapy philosophies, rofing is a big one. Rofing is dealing with working primarily on fascial tissues and restoring that alignment. And again, I'm not a rofer. I don't know that much about rofing. Another great episode that I did with Takashi Moribe, episode number 50. Takashi is a great athletic trainer, but he's also a rofer and he practices rofing in Japan. That was a great episode to share some of the philosophy and the overlapping concepts that we share. And beyond that, a lot of other manual therapies, mobility tools too, things that I use, the yoga tune-up balls, those are things that I really like because it 
the texture of it works on the skin and the fascia and can get a little bit more benefit when you're rolling out your tissues and your muscles. Things like kinesio tape. Kinesio tape is heavily based on the fascial system and what we know. And it's something that indirectly creates all of these effects and changes of your movement by putting some tape on you to affect the fascial system and network again. And other things too, there's tons of articles on fascial manipulation techniques, all of these different strategies that will really help to more so work on the fascia to restore proper alignment and movement. And that's really what the episode is about today. The take-home message here is that the fascia is important and we're continuing to learn so much more about how the fascia can actually help to improve performance, help you recover from injuries, and how it's working in this integrated fashion throughout the body. And what I would recommend for most people to take away from this is to focus on overall alignment and posture. Because again, that slow adaptation in your fascial network, that is what affects our overall alignment and posture. So if we can do things to slowly get us into a more ideal posture and alignment when we're doing movements, that will help to restore our fascial system and put us in a better balance. And the next aspect is strength and movement because a lot of these fascial changes, they will either benefit or be detrimental to our strength and how we're moving. So the more that we can focus on moving well, strengthening in the right way, that will help us to make a positive influence on our fascial network. And the other point too is whenever you have any injury, no matter how severe or how minor the injury is, focus on making sure that we're continuing to improve that alignment, that strength, and that function. Because that, again, will help to restore how our fascial network is supporting our overall body. And the last point is to make sure that we're training smart. You don't want to overtrain like with anything. You don't want to undertrain either. You want to have your body adapt to the stimuluses that we're giving it. And focus on recovery. And recovery is more than just stretching and rolling out. It means getting sleep. It means eating well. It means doing some things that really help to promote health beyond physical health, health as a whole for all of us. And that will really help to get us to reach all of our goals. But also, as in this episode, keep our fascial network really supporting our body, not breaking down and helping us to move better, train better and perform better. That is all that I have for this episode. Thank you again for joining me for another one. For all of the listeners out there, remember that I'm putting a lot more of these highlight clips on my YouTube channel. So go check that out. You can search for h Movement and there are highlight clips going up on my YouTube channel every day. Also check back in all of the other previous episodes in this podcast. We're approaching episode number 100. I can't believe it's been that long and it's flying by, but there are a lot of great guest interviews, solo episodes, so please share them with all of your family and friends. If anyone ever has any feedback, questions for me, please feel free to reach out on my social media channels, Instagram at Movement, or email me at andrew at hnlmovement.com. You can also check out my website and contact me through the contact page. Other than that, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Everyone have a great week. Focus on that alignment, that mobility, and keep training smart. I hope everyone has a great week, and I will be back here. New episodes every Tuesday, same time, same place, next week. Aloha. Aloha.